Last time on Queer Dungeoneers. On the island, Jolene delivered a devastating blow to Cassandra's neck. Signana lost his legs, and Cremora was pinned down by a clonk-wonk. Elsewhere, our border forest buddies were split up. Patsy was thrown into an ominous tree hollow by a ghoul, while Nim's struggles with her bear spirit ended with her vanishing into a herd of elephants. Nime, the druid, you open your eyes. You're in the same forest, except poking through the canopy, where you would see sky, you instead see swirling dark colours. Blacks and purples and reds make up the sky. And then as you look down, you see paws. Bear paws. Do I have my tattoos? That's an interesting thing I hadn't considered. How does your bear spirit look compared to a normal bear? Well, I assume if the elephant's glowy, then the bear is also glowy, but the bear would be a blue glowy bear. Yes, when you look down at your bear hand, you're a glowing blue bear. Um, oh god. Okay, after freaking out a bit, I'm gonna, like, sniff the air. Can I smell the elephant? Roll the sad realities. Seven, eight, nine. Who's really in control here? Your senses as this spirit, they, they are a hundredfold to what they normally are. They're even much stronger than when you turn into a bear. And so you can smell layers upon layers in this stink of this elephant. And you can smell that it has so much power, but so much pain. What did they do to you? I think with that same role, I mean, I think if you wanted to, like, sniff a path along... Yeah, I think I want to do that. You start sort of walking along, you reach an area where you can sort of see through in front of you, and something walks past. It's this this ghoulish creature with this huge hanging mouth and these bloated hands. Can I try and discern realities again on this? Is that more of a spout law? Okay, well, I'll spout law. Five. <laughs> I think the problem is you pause to watch it. But when you pause, something in your spirit says, go, and you leap at it. And now you are in front of it. And you go to, like, sink your claws in, but it grabs them with these big bloated hands. You come back to your senses and you're locked. You're locked in this grip of it. What do you do? Okay, this thing looks awfully, like, you know, unnatural. <laughs> So I don't think I have any qualms about hurting it, so I'm going to try and bite its fucking face. (laughs) That's a five, but it was double ones. (laughs) Yeah, I think your attack is unrelenting, but it is totally unskillful. It's just animalistic, and you don't really strategize. I think it kind of sinks, sinks this huge mouth around your head. So the damage is going to just be a d8. Do I get any of my armor or no? Your earth-touching armor. No, because the elephant controls the earth. Yeah, okay. Uh, That's four. The earth is hostile here. Um, And so inside its mouth you see horrors that you would never imagined. What condition would you mark? I think I'm going to go for confused because she's clearly, like, 
not as in control of her powers as she normally is here. Yeah, okay. And what is confused for? So, confused is wisdom. <gasps> yeah. Nice. I like Nothing that. Nothing myself. You manage to pull yourself out of the mouth, though, and you and you break free. So now it's just like a neutral standing, like you're both face to face. Yeah, I'm going to fucking run. Okay. <laughs> run me to find danger dexterity to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Ten. You fucking hoof it, or... Pour it. <laughs> um, and you break out of this section of the forest into a clearing. And from the clearing, you can see this mountain that has sort of built up. And the leading in front of you is just a clear way of empty space with no trees that leads up to the top of it, where there is like a concrete building. And you can hear the sound of the ghoul behind you, but it's kind of lost track of you. It's all mouth and no nose, so it can't really smell you that well. <laughs> um, and the stench of the elephant leads up. Yeah, it's, I'm going to go up. It's a long trek going up here. In the sky, you can see overhead sort of harpies and ghosts. Like, there are actual just ghosts manifested in the air, just hanging around. And you get this perfect sight of the strange swirling colours of the sky. And as you look around, like, the area here is huge but not boundless. Like, there is kind of a point on the horizon where it just ends. Does it kind of match, since I flew up above the forest, does it kind of match where I kind of know the edge of the border forest to be? Not really. Hmm. It looks like the border forest in a lot of ways, but it's not. Yeah, keep heading on up to where the elephant stank is in this weirdly unnatural building in the middle of the very unnatural forest. As you get to the top, so it's this huge concrete building and there's an open archway for a door. And as you peer through, you see standing there the elephant. Here it's about the size of a normal elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is a more meaningful statement in this context than in most contexts that we use it. I'd love you to tell me how big that actually is, Sammy. X. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's standing over a pit. And in that pit, as you reach the top, appears Patsy. You're killing my friends. Call Uh, them off, or I'll finish you off. Um, uh, I think the snake buddy is doing the talking now, because Cassandra is slightly indisposed. Mm. Uh, if you could all just stop, um, the night court wants you to stop. It's not working! They're not stopping! I don't think they listen to me. Then they're not from the night court. Stay out of my way. Wait, that's my brother? Unfortunately, yes. Let's get him and go! I want to try something stupid. <laughs> Go for you it. Always do. Favorite sentence. I want to try and use the remainder of the leg stumps to just orient my eye, <laughs> semi toward the ground, facing away from where I know. <laughs> Are you trying to rocket jump? I'm trying to rocket jump. <laughs> just how can I miss the ground? Oh, Let's find out, God. kids. Please roll intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! That was 
the lowest possible roll. Two ones. Do you know that makes sense? And minus one. Minus one! <laughs> you rolled a one on I two dice. Yep. <laughs> I'm breaking statistics here. Okay. Uh, Jolene, Signander wriggles around a little bit, manages to get his eye into the dirt, and then blows up. <laughs> oh no. He just explodes. Pieces of machinery go everywhere, and what rolls to your feet is a little metal orb. I pick him up. Kimura is still being crushed. I have a plan. It's a bad plan, but it's a plan. So you know those lizards who, like, sit on the sand and then, like, shuffle and then hide in the sand? Kimura wants to do that with her hand so she can get it free. I think that's like a defy danger dexterity. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, you do it perfectly. Um, you touch something fleshy, like, in the dirt, and then you're, that's sort of uncomfortable. Okay, this is... I'm, I'm in far too much pain to get... Ah, okay, ah, okay, now I could. Now what do I do? I think she's just going to try and dispel magic again. She's going to put both her hands up against the Kong Kong and just try and stop it. Six, seven, eight. That is a nine. I'll put myself on the spot again, just to make things fun for you. You put your hand up onto the clonk clonk, and just briefly, it ceases function, and you manage to kind of wriggle your way out, and you just dash for the boat. Come on, Jolene, Jolene, take, get the orb, grab the orb, and run, 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 run. You run into the boat, Jolene, and Cremora, you're about to reach it when you feel a hand on your leg, and Cassandra just looks up at you, just like, please, please. Her grip isn't at the moment strong enough to hold you in place. You can just keep going. Oh, fuck, sometimes I wish I was still dead. And she <laughs> grabs her, pulls her up and starts dragging her towards the boat. Gahu helps you and you get her onto the boat and you scramble up in and you leave the shore and start heading away. Lasers pinging at the side of of your boat and into the water and you manage to get away from the island. Now, I hope next time you fucking remember this! Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, this is sort of like my home in Palm Barrow. Like this pit, this hole. (laughs) But there's no palm and more elephant. I'm gonna like call out to Patsy, forgetting that I'm in bear form. It's like Patsy! Oh my god, you're here! Patsy. And all you hear is Rawr! <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, you your cans? I don't even think the elephant listens to you. I think the elephant looks up at the bear and says <laughs> Which to Nim would mean You can watch if you like. You will not change anything. That's very ominous. What does he smell like to you? What does he smell like to me? Blood, sweat, and nutmeg. (laughs) (laughs) Though on a deeper level, Nim, what you smell is the essence of what Patsy could be. The monstrous side. A beast, a sort of four-legged dog or a panther with whipping tails and, and just this sense of not being tethered to either the physical world 
or the world of spirits that you find yourself in now. A, a creature of two places. That's hitting a bit hard right now! Um, I think smelling that, I probably kind of realize. Um, I think I'd like to jump down and try and like land in between them and as I land, kind of roll and turn into my human self. Dex roll first. Seven. You land, but not gracefully. And what it means is you will take a minus one to your next roll. Turn into a human. Oh, shoot! No! You jump, land in front of Patsy, and then you try to change. You just give this moment over to the animal soul inside you that is you at the moment, and it takes the moment. And where you just jumped into the pit, you jump out of it, getting larger as you do, until you are nearly the size of this elephant as you pounce and sink your claws into its face. I'm going to say it's like a 1d6 plus 2 damage. Because it's your normal damage plus a bit of being a bit. That's eight. You sink an incredible blow against this thing. But it's, it's, it's an elephant. It's a goddamn elephant. It lets out a bellow through its trunk and then brings its tusks towards you. What are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna let go and back off. And try. I I want to try and turn into myself again. Roll again. I'll give you another go. Fuck! Shit. Oh Jesus! You just stand there and you just take the hit. So that's one d ten plus three. Oh! Oh no! 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 Oh god! <laughs> Eleven minus one is ten, so it's down. Whoa! Patsy, the bear falls down into the pit and before it lands, it turns into Nime. It thunks next to you, but the whole thing causes a moment, a moment where the, where the elephant isn't watching you, a moment where you can do something. What do you want to do? I know two things, punch and run. And as a gambling man, I know when to fold them. So I'm a uh, grab Nim and try to hoof it up the side of this pit. Yeah, okay, yes. So roll strength to climb up the sheer face of this of this pit. Holding a body. Jesus Christ. Fuck, do it. That's a ten. Yes! That's a ten! You do it. You get out of the pit. The elephant turns back to face you just as you make your way out of the archway and you hear this horrible, guttural cry ring out through the spectral forest and this is your first time seeing that mottled sky of reds and purples and blacks and it's so strange but it almost reminds you of home now let's cut Nime (laughs) you wake up in a dark space and you can feel it this this is it. This is the place. In front of you appears a seat. Oh, you sit in front of the seat. As an act of bisexual defiance. 
You sit in front of the seat, and obscuring your vision appears a table, and then another larger, almost like a throne in front of you. And sitting in it, a veiled lady with pale arms. Says here your Nime, an animal spirit. Well, we'll see if it's time for it to move on to the next person, shall we? You're not very talkative. I don't want to talk to her. I want to, like... <laughs> is there a role I can make to try and, like... I get, like I guess it's discern realities, like... You want to learn as much as you can yeah. while you're here. Yeah. I want to try and see if there's anything about where I am or the way she acts that will show me what her plan is or any weaknesses shit that she has. Roll wisdom. Oh, shit, yes. What is that? Twelve. You get three questions to ask about the abode of death. What here is useful or valuable to me? In her hands, she's holding a scroll. And you know it's <laughs> the ledger of your life. And it's interesting. It's like she has to refer to it. So obviously, she doesn't just know it. What here is not what it appears to be. <laughs> also, I'm having so much trouble writing my head shaking. You're trying so hard. You're, you're focusing so hard. I think you, you're focusing with your senses, but you can't do it. But your bare spirit is there with you still. It's still more present in who you are than it was before. And so your senses heighten. They multiply in power, and you kind of almost pierce the veil for a second of what's around you. You're in a room, and standing in each corner there are people, uh, and they're in sort of guards' uniforms, and they have these crests on their shirt. It's sort of half a sun and half a moon. It snaps. It goes away. And you get one more question, right? What is about to happen? <laughs> Fuck, am I not? <laughs> <laughs> um, you remember for a moment uh, what Cremora has probably talked about, the experience of death to you at some point. And the thing that just strikes you the most about it is that black gate at the end. The one that Cremora nearly passed through. And, I mean, I can't tell you if that's what's going to happen here, because I literally don't know. Now, I have a question. Yeah? I know what you're trying to... (laughs) (laughs) So first, explain the heist you're trying to pull on me for the poor listener who's now going to have to put this together. So, with discern realities, you can take a plus one forward when acting on the answers. Does that count for last breath? It does. Yeah, you Good. played me real hard, and I think you win this one. Good, yes. because... Because? We'll see. Come on. Don't have my luck. Nim's just going to step forward. She's not even going to, like... She's not even going to wait for death. She's just going to reach into the bowl and take the bones and then stare her dead in the eyes as she rolls. Roll those bones. Yes! 
the strangest people I've had in my halls today. But it looks like you live another day. Before anything else happens, I want to step forward around the table so that I'm like face to face with her. And I'm just going to be like, you better watch the fuck out. And then I'm going to punch her in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and as you make contact, the punch that you were doing forward instead becomes a punch upwards as you come back Adam moves <laughs> ah. oh fuck um what happened you went uh, a bit copsy there um, <laughs> like, like I was worried a bit but like I know you can turn into a bunch of things I thought like cops was on the list no, there no just for, for future reference corpse is not one of those things okay it's not it's n- how and about- I think Nim's gonna roll over and throw up. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it all out there. All that uh, corpseness. I'm just gonna like look up at Patsy and then just just give him a big hug. <laughs> all right. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm projecting my emotions for someone else onto you right now, but you're here, so it'll do. I'm sorry. And then I'm gonna turn around. Is that motherfucking elephant still here? Well, it's in the hole, but, like, I don't know if you're down for a rematch. Maybe. Just maybe. We, like, cut our losses and, and skedaddle before the casino uh, runs out. I mean, yeah, that's a great idea. How do we get out of here? Um. You know what? That probably doesn't matter. Let's just go find somewhere to hide. Yeah. This passage I talked about of clear space. There's forest either side of it. So I imagine for now, uh, you just dash into that forest and try and find somewhere to settle down. The siren of this elephant ringing out through this ghostly space. And that's where we'll leave it for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So uh, in the session moves. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Shout out to Tim S for a very generous donation through Kofi. We appreciate your kindness and support so much. It's worksheet time! This fortnight, it's a crossword! Honestly, this one's pretty hard, but if you rise to the challenge and complete it, you'll get a shout out in the show. Congratulations to Alenka who finished last time's word search a bit after the cutoff. Promo time! Hi, we're Chasm Quest. 
come with us as we voyage across the Chasm Sea and into a heroic adventure into a new world. The quest is dangerous. I want to ride that sword down his body, like, <laughs> just, like, split him in half. Mysterious. There's something about the new lens. There's nothing that can prepare us for what's to come. And very, very rowdy. We lick each other's nostrils. <laughs> Listen to Chasm Quest, all one word, everywhere podcasts are streamed. Now, let's set sail.